there's 370 plus churches in the Austin area that are participating in this. That's up from 350. I think there must have been some late arrivers. But um, 370 plus churches participating in this. And basically it's looking at seven questions. And over the past four weeks, we've gone through some pretty toughies. And this one, uh, you know, again, will not disappoint, I, I hope. Anyway, um, but, the, but the, the question this morning is, is Christianity too narrow? Is Christianity too narrow? First of all, did anybody relate to or have you heard some of the same questions posed uh, by friends or skeptics or skeptical friends or whatever that these people raised in the video? Yeah. Which ones stood out? Like, which ones stood out to you guys? Which ones were the ones that go, ah, that was the one I can relate? Or what rubbed you this morning, maybe, is a better way of putting it. Yeah, well, that was the, that was the one that, I guess that was the one that was probably the the harsh, uh, most abrasive statement in there was you know the lady, you know saying that that you use it as a, to beat people up in a, a battering ram, and that was the one. Anybody else? It's all the same thing. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it'll wash out in the end. Anybody else? I heard something. Yeah, religion. Now, did you also, you go, oh, well, that lady's probably a Christian, because she said that, right? Did you, did you do that during that video? You're going, oh, well, he's not. She's the battering, the, <laughs> I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm like, that, that battering ram lady, she's not a Christian. Um, come on, you laugh, because you did too, so. Um, so, for, well, then let's ask the question, um, and, and then I'll, it goes like this. I ask the question, you give all the answers. It doesn't really matter what I got in my notes. We'll just go where that takes us, okay? That's just, that's the way we do things around here. Um, is Christianity narrow or too narrow? Is Christianity too narrow? Thanks a lot, Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, it, it is, by its own definition, narrow. Um, Christianity is. Um, is that fair? I guess that's, I, I think that's where we come to in this study is that people just go, okay, well, that's just not fair. It doesn't make any difference if it's fair. It's God's plan and God's way. It says no other name is given by which men may be saved. Amen. Thanks, Larry. You're welcome. You, yeah, we're done. <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps it up. So, um, right. So we've got we've got the narrowness uh, of of the call or or the the revelation, uh, the gospel, the narrowness of the gospel. But we also have the broadness, really, of grace. Right? Yeah. Um, I I found a few statements or a few statistics and. Unlike most statistics that people make up off the top of their head, these were actually found somewhere, so I'm, they may have made them up. But um, you, ask, you ask people um, this um, about 
uh, Christianity, and they say most Christians, 91% of them say uh, Christians are anti-homosexual. They say that 87% of us are hypocritical, and 84% of us are judgmental. You know, the funny part about those stats is those same people when asked those same, you know, th- those questions, they say, yeah, I, I like God. I like the idea of God. I, I even like Jesus. I like what, you know, what he represents, what he said. Um, they, and, and, however, they don't really uh, ever claim to know that he is the son of God. But the same majority of people that, that say they do like God, they do like Jesus, they don't like church, and they don't like Christians. So I think as a group, as a group, we're not doing a very good job representing Jesus, you know? And so uh, we're just going to talk about a few things this morning. Um, first of all, religion. Um, we're going to talk about religion is man's attempt to reach God, and we know that there's, there's many religions uh, out there. Um, but Christianity is a redemptive work of Christ through uh, his life, death, burial, and resurrection, and is God's grace-filled action to reach man. Um, I, think, I think when answering the question, is Christianity too narrow, we need to do it with a lot of grace, with a lot of grace, and still while holding on to truth. You know, I believe that's the, that's the case here. And this, you know, this kind of discussion, I hope this is one that we're having, like Adam was saying, like having with their friends. They shut it down pretty early, obviously. But, um, um, you know, that, that we, can become, we can become so grace-filled that there's never an ounce of judgment. And uh, because, you know, the, these, these same people that said that 80, 91% of people are anti-homosexual, they are on a journey as, as we are, you know. Uh, they, may, they may or may not intersect lives with other believers like they do us, and we need to represent Jesus well. I mean, it's just a call that we have to do. Like the lady that talked about the battering ram, I've heard people talk about um, speaking the truth in love, which actually people say they get, basically gives them license and an excuse to just beat people up with Scripture. You know, hey, I'm speak, but I'm speaking to them in love. Well, how about trying speaking to them in grace with no judgment, you know? I think that's, when, when, we, look at, when we look at how uh, Jesus came, he came without judgment. And, and we'll, we'll talk a, a scripture here in just a minute that, uh, that, what are some examples of that? Just that, that maybe you've encountered or seen or somebody's voice to you, maybe the, the battering ram, ram example or, or possibly in the back. Brenda. Right.
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anybody? Anybody else? Examples? Right. Right. Let me, let me ask, right. Well, let me ask you a question, though. I mean, who are the ones we're speaking truth to? Are we speaking truth to somebody we don't know? Possibly? Maybe. Right. No, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying... You know, I, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, that's that earning, the old, you know, earning the right to be heard thing. You know, they, I wasn't even going to say that. it's cliche, but, you know, people don't want to know how much you care and well, how does it go? Are they want to, yeah, care how much you know, unless they know how much you care. I mean, I feel like there's, there's kind of a, there's kind of a, a, a relationship that has to be formed uh, a lot of times to bring the, to bring the, you know. To bring the battering ram, I guess, if you will, uh, of truth. And, and I, I'm not saying we don't present truth when given the opportunity. What? Right. Right. Larry, what do you say to that? I'm, I'm just going to get you all in a debate over here. Yeah. Right. Well, we're we're hypocrites anyway, right? Go ahead. Right. Right. I'm saying I'm saved because of him. Right. And so that's the bridge that's hard to build is living it out, being an example, but also saying, I am not the Christ. Right. Well, you know, and the Bible tells us to be perfect like I'm perfect. So where do we go with that? I mean, I, I, I agree. We're, we're, we're constantly striving to uh, become more in his likeness. Uh, but it's still all grace-filled. It's all by his, by his righteousness, not our own, that, that we... Become that, yes. Right. <laughs> the, a great example of that. She she just basically said we're all on a journey, and some people are just starting the journey, or not not really cross the line into faith yet maybe if 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 tens an atheist or satan and you know tens god and zeros crossing the line of faith and they ha- there may be a negative three uh they're, they're they haven't crossed yet but they're getting closer um you got that yeah i was going to draw that but a great example that somebody talked to me this past or two weeks uh two weeks ago 
just kind of about our church. And they were just saying, you know, one thing that we need to be constantly reminding people of is this, is that when you walk in the doors of ANC, if you're guests with us today, when you walk in the doors with us, this is for you, you're not expected to adopt an orphan, okay? You're not, you're not expected, this is, here's the thing, there's, there's people that are in this journey who've been going that route for a while, and there is a spirit of adoption at ANC, I would say, right? You agree with that? But because you're, you're coming in right now, we want you, you know, we want you guys to serve cheeseburgers, you know? We don't want you to adopt right yet, you know? And it may never be a calling of yours. You may not ever get there. But again, it's that journey thing. Um, and, and we've got to give people time and grace, again, to, to really kind of help them along. So, yes, ma'am. Mm. And, um, I mean, I just see that in, like, my parents come on a lot, um, and, and even here at the church, you know, where there's just a shock that, you know, those two people are living together. Right. <laughs> and it's not your standard. Right. And Yeah. Yeah. She was, she's, because I guess you guys back there probably didn't hear that, but she was talking about just the older generation, a generation removed, our parents' church. You know, people would look down on somebody for, for cohabitating, for, for a couple living together. Now, that's, that's a truth and a, and a, I believe that God, that's not God's design because I, when people live together, they're usually, you know, you know. So that's outside, outside the realm of marriage. And so, well, <laughs> I need a whiteboard. Now, anyway. Um, so, again, you're right. There, but, there, but there is, we can't, we can't be the, the standard bearer like you're talking about, but we can, um, in, our own, in our own tribe, in our own family, say what we feel like God's, you know, God's, God's plan is, what, what he wants for us, what truth is, and, and we impart that on our kids and stuff like that. And so, hopefully, they don't. But then... If they do, if they end up shacking up, then we still love them and, and look for God's, you know, redemption in their lives to, you know, to bring that, bring fruit out of that. So whatever. Um, where was that? What time we got? I'm just kidding. Um, so we talked about Christianity uh, is narrow. One thing, I, I want to bring up a few scriptures just to lend itself to that point. One is, uh, two actually are from Jeremiah. Uh, they just talk about um, idols are wor- worthless and the objects of mockery and their judgment comes. And, and when their judgment comes, they will perish. And then he also says uh, in 1422, do any of these worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Uh, just speaking to just the, the utter foolishness of idols, you know. And we prop them up in our lives just like they did uh, in biblical times. Um, again, somebody, we were talking about the narrow gate back here, Matthew seven thirteen says, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. 
And then, again, also this one was brought up as well. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. That's pretty narrow. But, again, I think Christianity defines itself narrowly. I think it, uh, the, question, it, the question that's being raised, though, is Christianity too narrow? And that's kind of subjective, I think. Um, I, you know, that, that can be raised. I think when, when I think about uh, the verse that everybody, by a show of hands, who knows John 3.16? Pretty much everybody, if you grew up in church, Sunday school, whatever, you were taught this. When I was a kid, on all the sporting events, there was a guy in the back with a rainbow hair holding up a John 3.16 sign. Everybody knows the verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Whosoever, whoever believes in him. But we don't, does anybody know 317? Show of hands. Okay, one, two, gotcha. I think, here's the deal. I think we, we are quick to remember 316, uh, most of us, and not remember 317 because it says this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that's grace. That's the story. Yes. Right. So the question is, is it narrow or is it not narrow? Is that what you're asking? Okay. Yeah. Right. Bonner. Our brand of Christianity. Oh, now that's a whole different thing. We're talking about, yeah, we're talking about what our communion with God looks like. And, I mean, yeah, I think we're, I think we're, 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 in, we're in an age where, where there's different forms of communion. Um, I think the message remains the same, but throughout church history, the form has changed. And so, you know, I don't know, we may be Jana. Mm. That puts you Mm-hmm. Lama. Yeah, I, I think the, you know, the question is it narrow or is it wide? The answer is yes. I think you're right. There's a lot. There's, there's all kinds of paradoxes in the gospel, and a lot of times the answer to the question is both and instead of either or. And I, I love that Christ gives us a lot of examples of both narrow. Uh, I think about when 
talking with the rich young ruler who comes to him and says, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus could just sense and see his heart behind it, that this guy was really trying to like kind of say, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Um, and he almost kind of prove himself. And so he's like, you got to sell everything you have and follow me. Just gives him this really narrow mm. Right. 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 That would be four. Did I hear the answer? I think somebody answered that in here. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I can't quite believe I'm picking between these, and I might be thrown out. <laughs> but I, I mean, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. But I, this is just where I'm coming from, and I understand that a lot of people in the kingdom are probably not coming to open wide on this. I do believe that God so loved the world that He sent His only Son, and that He is the way. And in the Bible, it also says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus. Right. I'm just not worried about what they're facing because I believe that Jesus died for them too and that eventually their knee will bow as well. And so it's not that I believe that all of these other ways are correct, 
Okay, we're not going to run you out, but anybody want to kick back on that a little bit? Yeah, great. Thank you. Very good. But we do have the gospel is confrontational in that it forces us to make a decision, and the decision, you know, Christ talked about the, the you can't straddle the fence. You're either for me or you're against me. That means you either accept him for who he is and what he did, or you say no, that's not for me. And we try and compartmentalize God and accept him on our terms and our own nickel, and that's not the way it works. Hmm. Right. And it says, but you be sober in all things, enduring hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And and the charge he gave all Christ followers, we call the Great Commission. You you make believers, you baptize, and you teach them God. Right. Sounds like you know, he, he gave Timothy the charge of discipling. And, I, you know, again, I agree with you, part of the Great Commission. Um, and I actually, one of the things, uh, you know, the ob- objections uh, uh, to uh, Christianity kind of touched on uh, some things that you were talking about. Um, I think there's three. Um, one is there, that, that Christianity is intellectually narrow. Um, one is that it's religiously narrow. And one that it's morally and culturally narrow. Narrow the, the 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 illustration that this guy I was listening to this guy um, it, part of the explore God deal and he was talking about and, and a lot of you've heard this before but I'm going to repeat it because I, I feel like it fits in, in terms of being intellectually narrow um, is uh, the the elephant the king and the elephant story where he invites the king invites six blind men in to come uh, check out the elephant and tell me um, you know tell me what it is and the first one goes up and feels the side of it and says it's a wall. The second one goes up and grabs its leg and says it's a tree. And the third one goes up and grabs the trunk and says it's a snake and on and on. You know, three or four you know, other uh, different things. And the point's always thought to have been the, the, the blind men are like the religions of the world. It just depends on, you know, which end of it you're grabbing, basically, you know. Um, f- for Christians, it's a tree. For Hindus, it's a, le- you know, it's a, it's a, 
it's a snake for, you know, whatever. So that, that's, you know, that's the way I, I'd always heard it when, when it's been brought to me. But, but the guy brings it kind of full circle and says, you know what? The king invited the blind men in. And the king said, tell me what you see. And each one kind of had their own, you know, feel. But we've ultimately, uh, the one with vision, the king, is the one who can ultimately say, you're only getting part of the picture. And so intellectually, you know, we can, we can think that our faith is X, Y, or Z or whatever. Um, we've, but we've still got to hold to the truth that we know and believe, the faith that we've come to. The, one, the verse that comes to mind for me is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For it's grace we've been saved through faith. And when I was rereading that this morning, I was like, it's grace, it's grace we've been saved through faith. And I'm, I'm assuming faith is also talking about the truth. Faith in the truth, basically. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so, um, the second thing being, it, it's uh, religiously narrow. And again, uh, depending, on, depending on your upbringing, depending on um, you know, what, what church you've been a part of in the past, there's, there's, a, there's exclusivity. Uh, there can be exclusivism, uh, which is salvation restricted to those who place their faith in Christ. Now again, part, that's, there's part of it. There's also inclusivism, which is only one religion leads to salvation, but all are saved through that faith. So I didn't really necessarily pin down Christianity, but it says within Christianity, this is known as accessibilism. Salvation is through Christ alone, but all have access to salvation regardless of their faith. That's, that's inclusivism. And then there's pluralism, but basically saying that all faiths lead to salvation, which is just the most PC thing that we could say, but it's not holding to the truth, you know? And, you know, we hear those arguments all the time, which is, well, you know, they're all the same. They're, you know, it doesn't matter who you worship, uh, you know, God, God will take that as worship to him. Um, I think traditional Christianity has tended to emphasize inclusivism, uh, but the cultural divide arises between, uh, between, because culture tends to emphasize some form of pluralism. So basically, we're, we're always kind of leaning the PC way, you know? Um, and then it's also culturally narrow. The, Bible, the Bible's narrow lens restricts us from cultural experiences and confines us to outdated moral values. This, it would be, a, um, would be a objection, you know, Shaved head, tattoos, oppressing women, um, dietary stuff, all Old Testament law type things. Um, and, those, and, and that we pick and choose. You know, people bring those up all the time. You know, well, you, know, you have tattoos, then so what, what does Leviticus say about that? Um, Tim Keller, I, I read this article Tim Keller wrote, and he said, Jesus becomes the lens through which we understand the law which means that some things are absolute parts of God's character and others were part of the Old Testament covenant system. One way to respond to the charge of inconsistency may be the counter question, are you asking me to deny, deny the very heart of my Christian beliefs? If you are, uh, if I, you could respond, if I believe Jesus is the resurrected Son of God, I can't follow all the clean laws of the diet and practice, and I can't offer animal sacrifices all that would be to, not, to deny the power of Christ's death on the cross. And so, those who really believe in Christ must follow some Old Testament texts and not others. 
Agree, disagree? If you followed that or not. He was just talking, basically Tim Keller saying, you know, Christ came, didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill it, you know. And if, I, if you're going to hold me to the Old Testament laws, um, that's, not the standard, that's not the standard that I'm trying to live to. I'm trying to follow what Jesus has told me now to do, you know, which is love my neighbor and love God. Pretty simple, actually. Boils down to two. So... What's that? Yeah. We're talking stumbling block type things? Okay. Yeah, Paul did, Paul did address that, but then he also addressed to the Romans the things I, I want to do, I don't do. And the things I do do, I do do. Whatever. I've said do do twice now, three times. <laughs> So, um, I mean, Paul's addressing his own hypocrisy. And I think the thing is with, with us as believers is that we need to just admit we're jacked up, you know. We're not, we're not we haven't arrived, we're not perfect. Um, and I think that allows us a place at the table. Like you were saying, Brenda, we're not, a lot of us aren't at the table anymore. Because we pretend to be something better than we are. And I'm not saying we, I'm just saying we, you know. Um, I think Matthew does. I'm just kidding. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's only Christ's righteousness that makes. Yep. I agree. The one last verse I think I want to share with you guys is this. John 1.14 said, The Word became flesh, has made, made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. And I, just, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, why did He put grace first? You know? I mean, He could have said truth and grace. It had been, been the same verse. But I think, I think it's the way Jesus came. He came in grace, and he had truth. I think, that's, I think something could be learned from that. I love Jesus. I mean, I love Jesus. I love that, I love that Jesus is, is not very religious, you know? I like, what was this?
Yeah. Truth does that. Truth does that. Right. 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 Well, it's the, it's like the the woman at the well, just you know. He he came and and advocated for her, went down on a knee with her, protected her, showed her grace, comfort, all that stuff, and then said, "Go send no more." I mean, um, I think religion, in and of itself. Religion, I'm not talking Christianity, but religion controls people. I think that um, initially, even any, anybody that's religious, initially there's, there's a revelation made. Um, and some people want to adhere to that revelation. Um, and then they put forms in place. And then people start worshiping the forms more than they do the revelation and the relationship. And that's what... That's, that's when it becomes religious. I think about a church like ANC, and, you know, in Brandon's book, he talked about kind of this, this personal revelation that, that God gave to serve the poor and be about my kingdom. And we've put, some, we've put some great structures in place to serve the poor and be about the kingdom. But if we're not real careful as Christ followers, we can become religious about doing good stuff. You know, two. I've got yes. Yeah, so, you know, kind of in closing, I think, to answer the question, is Christianity narrow? Yes. Is it broad? Yes. Is it inclusive? Yes. Is it exclusive? Yes. Am I a hypocrite? Yes. Um, but am I working on it? Yes. You know, those are the things, those, I, think, I think we've just got to have a level of transparency, be real with, with what we believe and the faith that we cling to. I mean, I've, I've messed up so much in my life. I, you know, Jesus is my only hope, y'all. I'm not lying. So I, I'm clinging to that pretty hard. Um, I mean, because we're like, we're like the blind man saying that the elephant is a tree. And we honestly don't know how God is revealing himself to the Muslim or the Hindu I don't, I don't know. Or to the Jew. I don't know how God's doing that. He may, 
he may be revealed in the in the midst of revealing himself to religions across this world. I don't know. Yes. Oh, welcome. Yeah, left coast. Gotcha. Dancing cards, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And not being a battering ram. Yeah, yeah. people can relate to because they right. can speak. It's, I just think that fear comes out more than love does when you react negatively. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think you're right. I think as we mature in faith, again, I don't know who's in this room though. You know, we're we're talking about we could we could have somebody that's that's not there yet, somebody that's thinking about it, somebody you know wants to, but, they, you know, are we going to make them say something or do something or whatever? So, yeah, but I do think it, as we mature in faith, we do, we do, uh, we can be, become bolder in that, um, even if you're from California. So, um, so again, just in closing, I, I'm, the story, the story with the elephant and the king, I think we just need to let the king be the king. We need to worship him. We need to cling to the truth that we know and believe. Mature in our faith. Be prepared in season and out. There's a whole lot of little lessons that went on in here. And this is a great conversation. Um, I would just encourage you guys to, to go home and continue this with your friends and continue this with your spouses, uh, your kids. It's a great thing. So let's pray.